Hello, and welcome to the Faith Church Podcast Channel. We exist to reach people and connect them to God and others. If you would like more information about Faith Church or would like to schedule a visit sometime, please visit our website at www.igotofaith.com. We can only do what we do because of the generosity of our Faith Church family. If you would like to contribute to our ministry, you can do so by visiting our website at www.igotofaith.com and hit the giving tab. Or you can text the amount of your contribution to 84321. Both of these options will send you to a safe and secure server. Your giving is much appreciated. Now, get ready as our lead pastor, Steve Husky, continues with part three of our series, No Doubt November. Everybody, yeah, I'd like to hear some noise at the 8:30 service. It's good to see you guys. Uh, how many people had a little bit of wind or storm damage at their house? How many people are only here because you had electricity here and not at home? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Might as well go to church. <laughs> hey, listen, great to have everybody here. My name is Steve Husky, and I am the lead pastor here at Faith Church, and it's our privilege to have you here this morning. Want to welcome all of our Faith Church family, all of our first-time guests. I want to welcome those who are watching online. So listen, we are continuing a series we started a few weeks ago entitled No Doubt, November. And what we're doing is we're just tackling some of the things that all of us wrestle with because I believe that, that it is doubts. It is those insecurities we have. It's the questions that we don't feel like we have answered that really keep us from the life that God has for us. That There are things he's called us to. There's challenges that he's made. There's, there's uh, mandates that he's put on our life. And Sometimes we struggle to walk in them and we struggle to embrace them and struggle to really live again in everything that God has for us because at the end of the day, if we're really honest, um, we just doubt some of the things maybe God has said and that God wants to do in our life. Because again, really, um, James said it this way. He said, he said I'll, I'll, I, I can see what you believe um, based on how you live. And so if we're not really living it out, uh, it's because we have doubts and we have insecurities. So again, the purpose of this series is to tackle some of those things. So week one, We've been asking these questions, what, what would happen if you really believe? Week one, we just asked this question, what would happen if you really believe the promises of Jesus? Like, think about all of the promises that he made. What would happen in your life if you really believed the promises of Christ for your life? Well, I mean, we would make changes. We would make adjustments. There's things we'd leave behind. There's things we would, we would embrace. Last week, we asked this big question, what would happen if you really believed that Jesus could help your friends? Like if we had a compassion for people around us that are struggling, that are hurting, that are going through difficult times, and uh, we're, we're, you know, we see their Facebook posts, we hear their conversations in the workplace, we talk to them, you know, what is the answer? What is the solution we offer besides you know, some a little bit of advice and a little bit of encouragement? Ultimately, man, I believe our call is to bring them to a Savior who loves them, who can change them, who can restore them, who can save them. While he may not always fix everything on the outside, Jesus always changes everything on the inside. So what would happen if we really believed that Jesus could help our friends? So today we're going to hit week three. And uh, this past week, my wife and I, we were driving... Um, Driving from town, we live, uh, we live out that direction and killing. And so uh, we get a phone call from our son uh, who asks us to stop and get a gallon of milk. Now, I don't know about you all and your families, especially if you have young kids. My son can drink some milk. I mean, man, he goes through milk. I'm, we just made a decision. We're getting him a cow for Christmas. He can just, fresh from the cow. He can just have all he wants. So 
really, he goes through it a lot. So we stopped at a convenience store. We had passed all the grocery stores, so we stopped at a convenience store to get something. And if you don't know what convenience store means, a convenience store is code for this is going to cost you a lot of money to be convenient. When they rang up a gallon of milk, I punched the guy in the face. I mean, it's just a, it just, I don't even know where it came from. No, really, I've, there's the guy that works at the store, he owns it, and I've been trying to witness to him and invite him to Christ or invite him to church so he can come to Christ, and uh, that's the only reason I pay for milk. Once he rang it up, that's the only reason that kept me there is that I hope I can influence him. But, so we get out to the car, and I tell my wife, uh, babe, this gallon of milk just cost us like $8. And so we're getting ready to pull out of the parking lot, and she says, did you check the expiration date? Because when you go into a convenience store, you know, sometimes stuff will sit there a little longer. And typically I do that. Well, I had forgotten to check the expiration date. And we looked at it, and the gallon of milk only had two days left until it expired. Which is okay, because my son, really by the end of that night, it was going to be gone. I wrestled with, do I need to go back? But for, I thought, he will drink this in two days, so, so we're good. But uh, because I don't know about anybody else, has anybody here ever had milk that was past the expiration date? Anybody here ever pour themselves a big baker bowl full of cereal, get out the milk, pour it in, and oh, sweet Jesus. Mm. Here you thought you was having milk with your cereal. Here you were having cottage cheese. Didn't even know it. The worst time that ever happened to me, I was, I was traveling, and uh, um, I had stopped into a store. It was early morning, and um, I stopped and just got like a little, I don't know, pint of chocolate milk and a little thing of donuts. Y'all didn't know I like donuts, did you? But and, where's dry? and I didn't even look at the expiration date. I didn't even think. And it, jumped, it, like, it just it jumped up on me. It shot me. I just took the lid off and I took, because I was thirsty, like it wasn't a sip. It was a gulp. <laughs> and when you have a mouthful of chocolate cottage cheese that doesn't taste like chocolate, what do you do with it? I couldn't get it back in the bottle quick enough. I wasn't spitting it in my car, so... Hey, listen, I got it out of my mouth quick. That's all I'm saying. So here's the thing is, not only milk, milk's not the only thing that has an expiration date. I mean, this is pretty simple. We all know this. But everything has an expiration date. I want you to think about this. Everything in life, it every, everything has an expiration date. Coupons. Some of us are, some of y'all are coupon cutters, and you go in, and you think you're about to get a deal, and you buy, you know, you buy two, even though you're only going to buy one. You put two in your car because it's buy one, get one free, and you get up to use a coupon, and coupons expired. And so you ended up paying for two, right? Coupons expire. Everything expires. Here's what's weird. Did you know bottles of water have an expiration date? Like, I've never researched it. I'm curious, why does, what, what's wrong with water that it expires? But it has expiration date. Everything has an expiration date. And if it doesn't have one stamped on it, it still expires. Think about this. Technology. It expires. It eventually wears out. It doesn't work any longer. Clothes um, expire. They, uh, sometimes we don't allow them to expire. They go out of style. But if you keep wearing them, they wear out. They expire. Everything has an expiration date. Cars eventually expire. Everything has an expiration date. And that includes you. Let's pray and go home. <laughs> you have an expiration date. Every one of us in this room, again, it's, you know, we can't find it. I can't pull off your right shoe and look at your foot. It's not stamped there. We don't know really what your expiration date is, but we know you have one. 
I know I have one. I know I'm not going to be here forever. I know that our time on this earth is limited. It's short. We only have a certain amount of days. James said our, our life is like a vapor. It's here, and then it's gone. And if you think uh, that's not really so, the older you get, baby, the faster it goes. Come on. Everybody over 40, give me an amen. amen. Uh, that's right. So you have an expiration date. That's why David prayed this prayer. I want you to think about this. David said, Lord, teach us to number our days. He wasn't asking God to give me better math skills. He wasn't saying, God, let me take, you know, 365 days in a year, and the average person lives 72 years, and so 72 times 365. He wasn't doing math. What he was saying was, God, let me look at my life. Let me understand that it's limited, it's short, it expires. And God, let me be aware of what I'm going to do with the time that I have. Let me, let, me, let me keep in mind, let me keep in focus that while I'm here, I have a mission, I have an agenda, I have a purpose. God, don't let me lose sight of while I'm on planet Earth because I want to make sure I don't miss my mission of why you sent me here. So he prays this prayer that I think all of us should pray. So again, if we have an expiration date, if I have an expiration date and you have an expiration date, this is a great question we all need to be asking. What is our mission before our expiration? What is your mission on planet Earth before you expire? Why are you here? Why did God send you here? Why did he put you here? Why were you born now? What is your purpose? What is your function? See, I mean, if... If you ask people this question, I think everybody, I think we can generate something. You know, I gave a moment of pause because you yourself, you need to ask that question. What is my mission before my expiration? What am I, what am I trying to accomplish before I check out of planet Earth? What is it that I'm trying to do? And if we're real honest, when it gets down to brass tacks, sometimes we feel like we're just trying to survive. We're just trying to keep our head above water. We're, we're just trying to get enough money to pay the bills. We're just trying to keep our family I mean, man, some of our families are holding together by a thread, you know, or there's tension between our kids and our marriage is on the rocks, and we just feel like we're trying to hold it together. Is that why God put you here? Is that why he filled us with the power of the Holy Spirit, just to survive? What is our mission before expiration? I think a lot of us, if we're honest, if we look at the world around us, some of us, we feel like we're just trying to accumulate stuff. We're trying to earn money. We're trying to build our 401K. We're trying to build our home. We're trying to build, you know, our car supply. We're trying to build our shoe collection. Come on, somebody. Yeah. We're just, we're, we're really stocking up stuff on planet Earth. And we would not probably say it that way, but we feel a lot of times when we look at our lives and how we live, if you'll look at your life from a third-person perspective, pull out and be honest with what you see, a lot of us, we feel like our mission is to accumulate stuff. What is our mission? Before expiration. Well, here's what Jesus said it's not. Come on, read this with me. He said, Don't store up treasure here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. He says, Hey, here's what he's saying is he's saying, Hey, don't, don't invest in stuff that doesn't last. The world around you, this is where they're driven. They're driven on more and stuff and accumulating and bigger and nicer and more. He says, listen, if you're a follower of mine, if you love me, don't get caught up in the way this world's living where they're focusing on now. They've lost sight of their mission, and they're living for the moment. They're living to accumulate stuff here. Don't store up treasure here on earth. Okay, well, what's our mission before our expiration? Come on, read it with me. Store your treasures in... Oh, I like it. Come on, one more time. Store your treasures in heaven. 
where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. You say, what in the world does that mean? You know what Jesus is telling us as his disciples when he says that the mission of our life before we expire is to make sure we're storing up treasure in heaven. He's saying we ought to be making regular deposits in the first bank of heaven. That's our agenda. You say, what what does that mean? What what does that look like? How How do we do that? If you're taking notes, this is exactly what it looks like. That when you invest, come on, read this with me. When you invest a temporary asset in an eternal adventure, it becomes a heavenly deposit. Mm. Let me say that again. Because, again, this is the mission. What's our mission before expiration? What are we here to do? Jesus said, if you're my follower, if you love me, if you say you've put your faith in me, then as you follow me, don't get caught up in over-investing in a world that's not always going to be here. What you want to invest in is you want to invest in heaven. You want to store up treasure in heaven. Again, how do you do it when you invest a temporary asset? What's a temporary asset? Time. Temporary asset is anything that you have, but it's in limited supply. Does anybody here have unlimited time? Nope. All of us, we have 24 hours every day. And we're trying to stuff jobs in there and family time in there and devotion time in there, trying to take care of our yard in there, trying to pick up sticks that the wind blew down in there. We're trying to make it to church. We're trying to make it to our kids' games. We're working overtime and double time and second shifts. We're trying to cram it all in 24 hours because it's a temporary asset. It's limited. We have a limited supply. Money is in limited supply. Does anybody here have an unlimited supply of money? See me after the service right down here. Come see me. I can, I can show you right where to put that. Right? We have, unlimited mo- or we have limited money. We have limited time. We have limited words. We have limited talent. So these are all things. They're temporary. They're limited. And so God says when you take your temporary assets, when you take those things that are in limited supply, you're only going to have them for a season. You're only going to have them for a moment, and you invest them in an eternal venture. What's an eternal venture? An eternal venture is investing in things that God is invested in. Let me tell you, there's only one thing on planet Earth that God is invested in. He's not invested in cars. He's not invested in buildings. He's not invested in 401Ks. God is invested in people. Because the only thing that will matter 100 years from now is how many people are in in eternity with Christ. That's the only thing that will matter 100 years from today. And so he calls us to to make these deposits into our account in the first bank of heaven, to take these temporary assets, to take what we have, to take our money, to take our time, to take our talent, to take our words, and to invest them into people. For God so loved the world. So that's what God is invested in. So anytime that you're taking part of what you have and you're investing in someone else, you're making that eternal deposit, and it becomes, again, a heavenly deposit. It's, it gets, you get a credit in heaven when you love people, when you help people, when we help promote the gospel that win people to Christ, that change people's eternity, when we help our neighbor, when we, when we reach out to people who are in need. Every time we're helping people, every time we're loving people, every time we're encouraging people, every time we're reaching people, every time we're preaching to people, every time we invest in people, we take something that's limited like our money, like our time, like our talent, and we use it to reach people. It is an eternal deposit. It is a heavenly deposit credited on your behalf in the first bank of heaven. That's legit right there. And so it's a challenge. It's a challenge, no doubt about it. But you want, to, you want to figure out the difference between storing up treasure on earth and storing up treasure in heaven? Here's the difference. Anytime you make it about me, it's earth. Anytime you make it about thee, it's heaven. Yeah. 
See, one of the things that keeps us from really doing this and balancing this, if we're honest, is our selfishness. Life is about us. Money's about me. Stuff is about me. And Jesus calls us to live our life upside down and inside out, to take the resources that he has given us in limited supply and invest it in other people to win people, help people, and love people. And ultimately, when we do that, God says, listen, every time you do that, you're storing up treasure in heaven where it's going to last forever. And so our mission, if you're, not, if you're missing it, is this. Our mission is to invest expiring resources in expiring people before we expire because everything has an expiration date. Everything has an expiration date. Your bank account has an expiration date. Your neighbor, your loved ones, your friends, your coworkers, they have an expiration date. And you have an expiration date. So God invites us and he calls us and he says, hey, don't make it all about me. Make it all about thee. Don't make it about yourself. Don't live a selfish life. Live a serving life and invest in other people. And he says, when you do that again, you're making heavenly deposits. But let me just talk real brass tacks for a minute because, again, because time, because money, because they're in limited supply, there's always a tension between where you're going to invest, right? I mean, if if everybody here, if, and, and I'm not saying we're, all, we're this way, but I'm going to give all of us, including me, the benefit of the Let's just say, man, we love Jesus 100%. And I'm giving him all my money, and I'm giving him all my time. Well, you can't. Now, when I say that, I mean you can live your life always in a way that honors God, but, like, I just can't give all my money to the poor because i got to eat too. Right? We tracking? It's, I'm just not overly spiritual. Y'all are like, hmm, go ahead, Pastor. That's good. Like, I have to eat. I can't give all my money to the church because I have my bills to pay. Come on, right? So you got to balance when you're looking at what account you're going to deposit in. Like, am I going to put this in, in my earthly account? Or am I going to put this in my heavenly account? You can't put it all in the, earth, in the heavenly account because you got bills to pay here. You know, I got miles to feed here. I got things to do here. But here's the challenges, guys, is as you wrestle between, okay, God, I've got, I've got a limited amount of money, some of you more than others, but it's all limited. We have a limited amount of time. God, I want to help people, but i got to work a job, and I've got to take care of my kids, and i got running to do. God, where do I invest this time? Where do I invest my treasure? Where do I invest my time? You're always going to feel a pull to invest here. And typically, that is driven, if I'm just honest, typically that's driven by selfishness, but oftentimes that's, dr- that's just driven by reality because there is a tension. I know my wife and I, um, early on when we got married, we didn't really talk um, much about money. Some of you have heard our story. We got into bad credit card debt early, made a lot of really bad decisions. Uh, God turned our life around, got a hold of our hearts. And when God really gets a hold of your hearts, he'll get a hold of your finances. That's the word says. Um, and so he got a hold of our finances. We got out of debt. We, are, we don't carry uh, any credit card debt. We don't have credit cards. We never use credit cards, ever. Haven't used credit card in 25 years. And uh, but still, even though we were in good financial shape in a lot of ways, we started saving. We didn't put a lot in retirement. And when you're 20, you don't care about retirement. And when you're 30, let's see, I can go to the beach. I can put this in retirement. How many people know the beach one every time? You know, I can buy a new iPhone or I can put this in retirement. I'm going to get a new iPhone. <laughs> and all of a sudden, because you're trying to decide where do I put this money, well, here I am, I'm 46 years old. And right now, my retirement like plan, we're discussing it with our children, which one we're living with. <laughs> right now, we are extra nice to our kids, so one of them will say yes. Honey, what would you like dad to do for you? <laughs> because here's why is, 
is because, and I'm, I'm teasing, but we're, now we're trying to make sure we have to make sacrifices in the moment so we can invest in our retirement. That means we don't always eat out when we want to eat out. We don't always buy the stuff we want to buy now because we know the time is coming. We're not going to be working. We're going to be retired, and we're going to depend on that money. The same is true. There's a tension between the earthly and the heavenly, between the now and eternity, and you're always going to feel the tension and pull to invest in now, to buy more for you, to just invest your time in your family. And that's necessary and that's okay. But here's the deal is, you got to make sure that you are investing in eternity. And if you're going to err on one side, we typically err on earth. And now it's better to err on in, in, in the future and eternity because here's the decision that's going to drive this thing is, you need to invest the most where you're going to spend the longest. And I'm just telling you, if you're lucky, you might be here 70, 80, maybe 90 years, but we're going to be in eternity for an eternity. And so he's saying, hey... Keep storing up, keep storing up, keep making deposits, keep taping, taking your temporary assets, investing it in eternal ventures. And every time you do that, every time you love people, help people, reach people, he's saying every time you do that, that is absolutely a heavenly deposit. And all of us in this room, we face this challenge of making life about me instead of thee. Again, we're driven by sometimes selfishness, we're driven by... All of these things, if you take a notes, this is a big one. Every opportunity to invest in eternity expires the moment you enter eternity. Every opportunity to invest in eternity expires the moment you enter eternity. I just had a conversation this past week with a financial investor right here in our area. We were just having small talk, and he said, uh, he said there was a couple that came to see him. And uh, he said they were close to retirement age, and they sat down and said, uh, hey, we need to come in and talk to you about our retirement and how we can manage, you know, our retirement years. And so he brought them in and sat down. They had $500, $500 in their retirement account. And he said, he said, there's nothing I can do for you. He said, you waited too long. And you miss too many opportunities and sacrifices to get ready for this time. And then this is what he told me. I was, I was shocked. He said, Steve, he said, you'd be shocked how many people I meet that are in the exact same boat. That did not anticipate retirement, did not plan for retirement, did not set aside for retirement. Retirement comes upon them and they don't know what to do. Everything has an expiration date, including you. And we are living a life right now as Christ fought. See, like this isn't an option, just so we're clear. Because Jesus said it, we got to be all in. This is our mandate. This is our calling to store up treasure in heaven. And I'm just telling you, listen to me. Guys, we have to be making those deposits. So let me ask you, what's your heavenly bank account look like right now? What's the balance of your bank account in heaven? Are you making regular deposits into your eternal account? See, again, because we are going to have those opportunities. We're going to, God's going to put opportunities in front of us. We're going to take advantage of opportunities to take our limited resources, our limited assets. We're going to invest them in people, loving people, reaching people, preaching the gospel to people. We're going to do it in missions work. We're going to help our neighbors. We're going to impact our community. And every time we partner with God, reaching people, loving people, and helping people, I'm telling you, God is giving us credit in heaven, and that's how we're storing it up. And it's going to last forever there. And so there are these challenges that all of us, man, we wrestle with. Again, and there are opportunities. Not only is your life 
Listen to this. Not only is your life going to expire, those opportunities expire. Think about all the opportunities. We miss opportunities all the time. Opportunities that God gives us to invest, they expire around us all the time. They expire around us because sometimes we miss them. Like we're so focused on what we have to do in our day. We're so focused in what we have to do with the time we have. We're so focused on the bills we have to pay with our money that even though God will bring opportunities in front of us, we just miss them because we're so focused on us. We miss them. Sometimes we dismiss them, which means we see the opportunity. Come on. Like God puts someone in front of us and we, we feel that sense of urgency. We feel that impulse to be generous. But we overlook the opportunity to help. Because sometimes we say, I'll get the next one, God. I'll help the next person, God. I'll give in the next offering, God. I'll talk to the next person, God. I'll help my neighbor next time, God. And so we dismiss opportunities that come our way. See, God is setting you and I up. I believe this is all my heart. Every day, God sets us up to make a deposit in heaven. God puts opportunities in front of us for, for us to love, help, and reach people. And every time we take one of those opportunities, it's a deposit in heaven. Every time we miss the opportunity because we are distracted or busy, listen, man, we just made a deduction. Every time that we dismiss that opportunity because we think we'll just get the next one, we miss that opportunity, and it's a deduction. Sometimes we just ignore the opportunity. We just ignore it because if we're honest, sometimes we don't really believe. We don't really believe we can make a difference. One of the biggest lies you and I will ever wrestle with is that you and I are too insignificant to help people. That our words won't really matter. I don't have a lot of money. My $10 won't matter. I don't have as much talent as Pastor Archie, or I don't have as much talent as, as this person. So, you know, I'm not really going to get invested because I have too little help. See, we start buying the lies of the enemy that I can't make a deposit because I don't have enough. And so when you ask the question, why don't we do this? Like, man, this is our calling. This is our mission. Our mission before we expire is we're to store up treasure in heaven. We do that by taking our temporary assets, investing in an eternity, and again, that challenge, the thing that keeps us from it, again, is sometimes selfishness, but I think far times more than not, it's the doubt that we all are discouraged by, that it just doesn't matter, we don't matter. Sometimes, if we're honest, sometimes we don't really believe eternity matters. Is eternity real? Like, is, is this it? Like, we just breathe and function here for a little while, and then we take a dirt nap, and that's it, tap out, life's over. Everybody will continue to exist somewhere after they leave planet earth. So here's the big question today. What would happen if you really believed that eternity matters? What would happen? How would you live? What would you do? What would happen if you really believed eternity matters? Like eternity's real. Everybody's going to spend eternity somewhere. My life here is brief. It's short. Lord, teach me the number of my days. My expiration date is coming. I don't know when. Hopefully it's a little bit off. Come on, somebody. But it's coming. God, when I get there, Lord, help me. God, help me, help me, help me. Lord, help me to not lose sight of God. Help me not to forget. God, help me to always believe that eternity matters, that I'm going to be in eternity and my call, my goal, my push, my drive, my passion is to crowd heaven, to get as many people as I can there. And it's not just a win for them, it's a win for me because it's a part of my heavenly deposit. That's big. So opportunities, I just want you to know this week you're going to have opportunities. Today, you and I are going to have opportunities. And some opportunities that we have, 
Again, we dismiss them, we miss them, we ignore them. Some of the opportunities you have, again, everything has an expiration date. Opportunities have an expiration date. Some opportunities you're going to have, you're only going to have a minute to decide if you're going to take that opportunity. You'll be driving down the road and you'll see somebody on the side and you can tell right then that they're out of gas and they need help. You could be the one to pull over and say, hey, can I run you to the gas station? And you know it because, man, the Holy Spirit speaks to you. And you're like, ah, oh, man, I'm running late. I can't do it. And as soon as you drive by and say no, that opportunity is gone. And God will speak an opportunity for you to bless somebody, for you to help somebody, to be generous. You'll be driving through your neighborhood, and you'll see a neighbor doing something, and God will just drop it on your head. Hey, man, offer to help them. And if you say no, that opportunity is gone. Some opportunities expire very quickly. Some opportunities, you've got to season on them, right? They're, the window of opportunity is a little longer. God might be speaking to you about inviting a friend to church. Or helping somebody out that's in a long season of illness and sickness. And like you keep wrestling, like, do I want to do it? Gosh, I'm so busy already. I can't, I can't take on more. My finances are already stretched. I don't feel like I can give more. And you're going to feel that tension to make it about me instead of thee. You're going to make it about yourself instead of somebody else. And you will miss the opportunity. And every time you miss an opportunity, you miss a deposit. And I just want you to know, God is trying to set us up for eternal success by putting opportunities in front of us, laying on us a burden and a passion that if we'll take the opportunity, we get a deposit. Right here at Faith Church, guys, I just want you to know this, that we give you opportunities all the time to make deposits. Three opportunities I want to talk about just real quick right here. We have several hundred people that serve here at Faith Church every single Sunday to make our services possible. And some of you know this because, um, thankfully, some of you write stories to me or to our staff and talk about your experience. And um, while, you know, some people think it's just about the big show, it's just, about, it's just about the worship and the preaching. People would never come here or stay here if it was just about the worship and the preaching. But people feel loved the moment they pull on our campus. People know where they're going. We have a VIP team that show them around the building that get their kids checked in. We have a tremendous children's facility. We have an amazing kids team that love our kids, that hold our babies, that teach our young children. Man, what the gospel about. We have an amazing JV ministry, student ministry, young adult ministry, classic ministry. We have a, I'm just telling you, we got some incredible coffee that has a touch. God has stuck his finger and just stirred it around. Woo, come on, somebody. Anybody down with the coffee? Yeah. You felt, feel the Holy Ghost right there? I felt it. Woo! I mean, it's just, and everybody, every time someone serves, every time someone holds a door, every time someone holds a baby, every time someone holds a camera, you all are making a difference in helping reach people and impact people with the gospel of Christ. You are not insignificant. Listen, who you are and what you do matters in winning and reaching and loving people for Christ. And so if you're not on a serve team, I would encourage you, get on a serve team. And again, the challenge is, here's what some of you say, Pastor, I would love to serve. I don't have time. Listen to me. You and I, we all have the exact same amount of time. We all have 24 hours a day. What you and I always need to decide is, how will we allocate the limited resources we have? Will we allocate them in the eternal or will we allocate them in the temporary? Will we allocate them in heaven or will we allocate them in earth? Some it's necessary on earth. You got to have a job. You got to take care of your kids. But you have to make Take time to take some of your resources, some of your time, some of your money, some of your words, some of your talent, and quit investing it in earth where it's going to burn up and it will not last. Invest it in heaven in reaching people who will last forever. 
So if you're not serving, get on a serve team. If you are serving, I want you to know how much we appreciate, love, and value every single one of you in this room, every one of you that are watching online or aren't here yet that are coming and serving later. We love you and we applaud you for serving. But the clap and the applause is not the only gift you'll get. When you get to heaven, God, you're going to balance the accounts. And you'll wish. I promise you this is so true for every one of us. When we get there, everyone will think, man, I should have did more. Man, I can't believe. Man, I bought another, uh, I bought another, uh, I did another thing. Man, I spent my time playing another video game, doing another I.O. on my iPhone. Man, I wish I would have spoke to one more person, blessed one more person, helped one more person. I wish I would have made one more deposit. Here's another thing. We're setting you up. This week is Faith Loves. Everybody say Faith Loves. What is Faith Loves? Faith Loves is an opportunity for us to pull together our resources as a church and love our community. And we make it as simple as possible. We did the strategy. We worked out the time. We printed the cards. Outside, there are, as you go out, there are packs of five cards. There are sheets on your way out that tell you and tell me what to do every day, starting today, uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. For the next seven days is an opportunity for you to make seven deposits by giving a word of encouragement, by blessing somebody, by paying for their meal, by helping somebody. Today, we're, we're going to be packing 300 uh, Thanksgiving baskets and delivering them. I believe we still need help with delivery. What time? Two o'clock. Be here at two o'clock. You say, well, man, I'm busy today. We've been to church. I'm going to be tired. I know. We got limited time. We have limited assets. But I'm telling you, listen, if you'll just follow the passion in your heart and you'll invest in that eternal venture, you won't regret it. There's going to be times you question it. There's going to be times you wrestle with it. But there will come a time. You will always be glad you did what you did. And if only... If only you might regret you didn't do more because sometimes we overinvest in storing up treasure here on earth. We make it about us. And Jesus said, if you're going to love me and follow me, you got to make it about others because the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like the first, to love your neighbor like yourself. And anytime you do what God says, God will bless you for your obedience. And it's an eternal heavenly deposit. The third opportunity, not just opportunities to serve here on serve teams, not just this week, but faith loves. But as we mentioned it, and hopefully if you're a regular tender here this week, you got a letter. I'm so excited at what God's about to do in 2018. We've continued to grow over the last six years, and we have people that drive from all over. We have people that drive from Red Bay. We have people that drive from Rustville. We have people that drive from Athens and Madison. We have people that drive from Loretto. We have people that drive from Lawrenceburg. We have people that drive from Columbia. Found out last week there's a girl that came. I don't know if she's here. Drives two hours to get here from Nashville. Was watching us online. Heard the challenge two weeks ago to be live. So she was here for the first time live and now came back. And so as God expands the influence of this church, we are, it was always the plan, but we feel like the time is right in 2018 to start planning campuses. We're going to plan our first campus in Lawrenceburg in 2018. You say, why Lawrenceburg? Thank you, man. We should be excited. We're going to plan our first campus, and uh, we just believe that God's going to bless that, but we can't do that without you. And so we're asking everybody... Um, to get ready, December 17th, we're going to receive a special offering 
And we're going to invest that in planning that campus, getting the resources, getting the salaries. We're going to have to expand our, our, our staff. We're going to have to find a location. We're going to have to make that location presentable. And you say, well, why? Why don't we just stay here? Like, Pastor, can't we just stay here in our building and just make it about us? No. See, I don't believe we're the only show on the road. I don't think we're better than other churches. But I do love what we do, and I love the way we do it. And I believe every, I believe every community needs a life-giving church. And so when we say give the gift of faith, if you love Faith Church, if you've been blessed by Faith Church, if you've been impacted by Faith Church, we hear testimonies all, all the time about what God has done in people's lives who were out of church that brought them to Faith Church and God's transformed you, or you were in church for a long time and you were falling asleep and you couldn't wait till it was over and you dreaded going and God brought you here and God sparked your faith and you're growing again. If you love faith, then help us give the gift of faith to another community. Help us plant a campus in Lawrenceburg. Now, here's the thing. Listen, listen, listen. I know, I know, I know. You're like, Pastor Steve, are you crazy? It's Christmas. I got, it's Christmas. I can't give money right now to Christmas. Let me ask you just a for real question. What do you need more of? You know what I'm wrestling with right now? Because my parents are going to ask. My brother's going to ask. My wife's going to ask. Steve, what do you want for Christmas? My parents don't call me pastor. Well, sometimes I make them, but I don't. Steve, what do you want for Christmas? Here's my question. Nothing. There's nothing I need. There's nothing. I, I'm truthfully, the handful of things I want, they can't afford. I like a Rolex and a Lamborghini. Anybody got me? I would settle for a Porsche. I'll, I'll lower the bar. I mean, there's not, you know, my dad, dad, what do you want for Christmas? Nothing. I'm going to buy him something, which means I'm going to go take money and I'm going to go buy him something that he probably isn't going to use anyways because that's how we are. I'm not telling you don't buy Christmas presents, but I'm saying, I'm saying instead of investing more treasure here on earth, help us plant a campus that are going to win people into eternity and God's going to bless you for it. Let's dream big and believe big for 2018 that we are going to be a people that we crowd heaven with investment. They're going to have to hire more tellers in the banking line in heaven because we're about to start sending forth deposits. We're going to see people come to Christ. We're going to see lives change. We're going to see God do great things because we're going to be a people not about the moment but about eternity. I'm going to give you this real quick. Watch this. Paul and Apollos, two apostles, they're having this conversation. He says, after all, who is Apollos and who is Paul? Like, we're doing it, but really, what does it matter? We are only God's servants through whom you believe the good news. Each of us, come on, watch this. Read this with me. Did the work the Lord gave us. Saying they did the work. We took our temporary assets that God gave us. We did the work that God gave us. Took our temporary assets, and we put it in eternal venture. I planted the seed in your hearts and Apollos watered it. Watch this, but it was God who made it grow. Don't ever question. Hear what I'm telling you. Don't ever question, can I make a difference? God will take your $10, $100, $1,000, $10,000. God will take your five minutes, your 10 minutes, your two hours, whatever you invest with God in eternity. I promise you, God will use it. God will make it grow. And it's not important, watch this, who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose. What is your mission before your expiration? 
we got a purpose to partner with God to reach people far from God. Watch this, and here we'll close. And both will be, everybody say this, rewarded. Come on, everybody say it. Y'all say it like you believe it. Rewarded. You will be rewarded. Every deposit you make, another day, another service, we'll talk about what it looks like maybe. But all I can tell you is there is no sacrifice you'll make for the king or his kingdom that you'll ever regret. And there will come a day in eternity when you expire from this earth that you'll be glad you made every sacrifice you made. You'll wish you had made more. And when that time comes, God will reward all of those who have been faithful to make the sacrifices, not to invest in a world that is passing away, but in eternity that lasts forever. So what would happen? What would happen if you and I really believed that eternity mattered? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Serve teams in this church will be fully staffed if you really believed eternity mattered. Faith loves this week. Everybody in this house going to be handing out cards, buying meals, loving people, writing words of encouragement if you really believed eternity matters. Everyone in this room is going to get on board and help us plan a new campus in Lawrenceburg 2018 if you really believe eternity matters. And you're going to pay attention this week for opportunities that God's going to give you and God's going to give me. If we're not careful, we'll miss them. But we refuse to let another opportunity expire before our life expires if we really believe that eternity matters. Father, I pray this week in Jesus' name that, God, you will help us to be diligent, God, to pay attention, to watch for opportunities. God, when we see an opportunity to love, to help, to encourage, to invest, to invite, to preach, to encourage, to witness, I pray, God, when those opportunities to serve come, help us not to be distracted. Help us not to be dismissive. God, help us not to be selfish. But, God, help us to buy all in to do the work that you gave us to do, knowing that we'll get a reward. Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody who agrees said amen. Amen. God bless you, Faith Church. Have a great day.